Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I have always been kind of curious about things and very much searching for new knowledge. So if I'm working somewhere where I feel I can't develop anymore myself or learn something new, it's kind of moment when I quit. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Today's Women in Tech community shout out goes to Women Who Code. Yes, Women Who Code are empowering women to excel in technology careers. They have 180,000 members so far, spanning across 60 cities and 20 countries. Incredible. Be sure to say hello to Women Who Code on Twitter. That's W O M E N W H O C O D E. Tell them you found them via the Women in Tech podcast. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. I'm walking on Beverly Boulevard a weekday trying to trying to dodge a panic attack (laughs) um not kidding (sighs) I need to just it's gonna be okay I uh sometimes just thinking about everything that I have to do and you know doubting myself I I start to get just in my head and then it's the spiraling effect and luckily my health routine has been really strong and I've been working out regularly and that's combating how strong the negativity could be but being an entrepreneur is it's no joke there's so many variables so many highs so many lows and on the media and in tv and all this stuff it looks so glamorous and it's like screw the nine to five blah 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 but (laughs) there's nothing wrong with the nine to five what's important is that day to day at least for me, that I feel joy and that I feel happy and that I feel ease. And when I see that I'm feeling this like borderline panic state, um, that's not enjoyable. And I don't want to live my life that way. Not anymore, at least. I mean, I think before I was unconscious about it, but now I'm super aware. So it's kind of what I'm just sitting on and reflecting on 
today and gonna do my best to get through every last work task that I have so I could feel that I have everything coordinated it is as I want it it's a holiday today but in entrepreneurial land holidays don't exist <laughs> at least it's an American holiday so <sighs> just deep breath right just deep breath anyway right now off to UPS to return some Amazon items to pick up. Left onto North Orlando Avenue. There you go. I don't know if you could hear my GPS. And then I uh, was just at CVS, running an errand there, just doing life. And then after that, it's hours on end at the computer, just doing the best I can. Anyway, I hope these little personal spots at the beginning, some are more cheery than others like the one today is a little bit heavier but I hope I do them because I don't know relatable you know what I mean it's oftentimes we all feel so alone and somebody's gotta show up with their true selves or else everything's just gonna look like an Instagram post and we're all gonna feel so lonely right so I hope these help and I'm sorry that today for me it's a bit of a challenge but that's my honest day and um and I hope in some way that creates something positive for you because it's honest and true and you feel more encouraged that you're not crazy and other people go through this too (laughs) anyway all right enjoy the episode I'm so proud of our episodes by the way I've been listening to them and man they're good (laughs) all right talk to you guys later bye Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am so excited to be here in Villainous, Lithuania with Baltic Sandbox, who is doing an amazing demo week with incredible startups, and they have such an emphasis on women in tech, and I am proud to bring to you for a second time a good friend of mine, and third time? Yes. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because the first time I was in Latvia. Yes. Holy shit. All right. Thank you for correcting me. For the third time on the Women in Tech podcast, Yeva. Hello. Hello. I had to con her into doing it because we've been working all day long. And she's like, are you sure you can't do this later? And I said, the only time is now. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Now I'm here. (laughs) Go ahead. And for the third time, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Yeva and I'm a head of partnerships at the Baltic Sandbox. Accelerator based in Vilnius, Lithuania. And first, answer for me, um, and remember, people haven't necessarily heard the other episodes, so we don't want to make assumptions. Okay. Um, what are the Baltics? Baltics, like general, the three countries, the region, which is uh, in northeast Europe, let's say, like between Finland and Poland and Russia on the side. So those are like three Baltic countries. That makes the region. And Baltic Sandbox is acceleration fund, which is based in uh, one of the countries. But what are Venice. the three countries? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I said, it's been a long day. <laughs> it has been a long day, exactly. So the three Baltic countries are Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and I'm based uh, and living in, uh, and I'm from Riga, so it's Latvia, and I'm working in Vilnius, Lithuania. So that gets people a little bit confused, especially those who don't know that there are two countries, one Lithuania and one Latvia. So, yes. I mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before. My first time in Latvia, when I got invited to Latvia, I did not know Latvia existed. (laughs) 
Yes, so a lot of like. <laughs> yes, you are not the only one. And I'm saying like people sometimes have know that there is one country named something. So when I say like I'm living in Latvia and working in Lithuania, some of them are like, oh, there are two countries. And I can't remember. It's what a two-hour bus ride. Four hour. Four hour bus ride. And so what does that mean that you're living in Latvia and working in Lithuania? Do you have to commute to Lithuania often? Depends on, on, on the schedule of the accelerator because I'm working mostly with international investors and events and mentors who are outside Lithuania. So I don't need to be here all the time because I'm not that much also working directly with the startups. I know them, but more like for reasons to kind of then introduce them to our partners. So I come here for like the weeks like this, whereas like international mentors coming, all the teams coming together, investors coming. So then I spend a week or like sometimes just a few days here with also with our team, with our teams and with yeah the guests that are coming in. And Lithuania is known for fintech, would yes, you say? that's correct. And then Estonia has these amazing, didn't Estonia create Skype? They created Pipedrive. There was a recent one, too. What was the big one that was created in Estonia? Bolt. Bolt, which was Taxify before. Yeah. And then what would you say Latvia is known for? What type of technology? So Latvia is going more like the directions of uh, deep tech. Deep tech. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. terrifying. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying deep. So, yes, that's kind of the, the direction we go. But uh, I would say like in all three Baltic countries, the fintech is quite big. Now Lithuania is leading that with like a lot of nice initiatives from Bank of Lithuania, which kind of eases the process and attracts like also more foreign fintech startups. But like all three Baltic countries, quite big on that, which comes historically from the crisis when like there was like a lot of workforce that were working for banking were like jobless, so they need to put somewhere their knowledge. So it's kind of naturally happened that they did a fintech kind of stuff. Would you say that all the Baltic countries, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, work together as a startup community, or is that healthy competition amongst the three countries? Well, that is very much like the question I have been trying to work on to kind of bring a little bit more like unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in all that, uh, because before that I was working in a tech chill. A startup conference most in Riga, Latvia, and there was community manager. So those community and ecosystem building things are very close to me. So it was like trying to do some initiatives uh, around this kind of go with like more united approach. Also have been like time to time when I have a chance to evangelize about like that to happen. And not only like three Baltic countries, but also like... Um, Scandinavia, Finland and Baltics together because like when you look in a global scale it's this some sense like funny that we have like the separate regions uh, with like, uh, a few millions so because for a for context like three Baltic countries population together is the size of one Kiev and so sometimes it's funny to see this kind of competition things which basically is like one neighborhood in a, in a big city are uh, like um, fighting with other like which are better on, on what <laughs> and the same applies for for all this northern baltic region because that also like by the population it's one tokyo what's really cool about you having been on the show multiple times and we'll include the show links to your previous episodes in the show notes is that you could hear your evolution from just starting in the tech world when you were at Tech Chill yes. to now being a prominent role within an accelerator here really advancing the country forward with the startup community you went from newbie 
to where you are today. What do you think you've learned in the process? Like what advice would you give yourself before you first started? I don't know. It, it went like very much like how it, you know, like you, when you look back, you see like those things were needed to happen, happened. But like, it's always have been like bumpy road, like in startups, like it's kind of normal thing, like change, change, like something happens, something happens, not what you expected, but all that have led like to something that I'd like to do. And I'm kind of feeling very much in the right place. I have always been like the kind of curious about things and very much searching for new knowledge. So if I'm working somewhere where I feel I can't develop anymore myself or learn something new, it's kind of moment when I quit. And I think that's why it's kind of the startup environment is quite good for me, quite fit, because like every day there's new learnings and it's quite easy to move to kind of next thing or next stage or where you kind of find yourself better. What's the term success mean to you? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast, and keep on coding. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. What's the term success mean to you? That's an interesting question. <laughs> so I think in the context of what I do, I feel rewarded in a moment when I see that something that you started to do is picking up and some others are involved and it's kind of growing. Same is like for people, like when you see that someone you met or someone, some people you introduced, like after a few years uh, are doing things together or like, you know, like that is kind of the rewarding part about like, this community building and that, that you see that something that did affect it positively others or like just a few people or group of people or companies or I don't know, countries. And what is the best piece of advice that you think you've gotten this year? It's not very positive. I'm not completely 100% agree with that, but it's kind of put like things in a little bit in perspective. There was something that I got like super frustrated because I was assuming that if you do kind of good things for others, if you care for others, then they will care back. And when my friend thought like, you don't do that. Like, don't expect others uh, to kind of like uh, automatically do that for you or choose like people you give like good things or you care about. I'm not necessarily 100% agree, but that's in that moment kind of a little bit like, okay, made me like step back a little bit from that organization I was helping to kind of put things in perspective. And um, now I'm kind of ready to kind of maybe work with them, do something. What would you like the future you to remember about you today? About me today? Um, so as we are like a quite new accelerator in all this field, so a little bit more than a year uh, old and I'm a little bit more than a year uh, working here. So there's a lot of things to figure out and I really enjoyed this process. After one year, I look back and I was like, okay, that was like some things were not in place, but I figured it out and how like the progress. Yeah. What I want to see like looking back is the progress. The progress. That I, made. I think if I were to answer the question, looking back, I'd want the future me 
to remember just how difficult it was for me to push myself to value myself and that I hope me a year from now that's like super easy and no brainer that I I value myself. Uh, this is something that actually happened like in the previous year since we talked. Uh, that was kind of the thing that I was a little bit struggling like year before about uh, valuing myself and uh, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy work- working in this company because I feel that we as a colleagues as a group people who are going through this like crazy acceleration building thing a lot of stressful times right right that we really value each other and each other's expertise and knowledge and experience and what we can give to each other right I think that is why the team is so strong and able to go through like crazy <laughs> times sometimes and uh, yeah, something like very stressful times. And I think that's the reason why we can go through like the stressful times in very like respectful manner. So like we, we very much evaluate and respect each other. So that's very much helps. You know, one thing I thought that was interesting yesterday, we did the Pitching for Life workshop um, with Willie, who's the author of PitchingForLife.com. And you came in at, at certain points and there were students or accelerator. Do you call them students? People going through an accelerator, what you call members, students, startup, I guess startups, startups, yeah. startups going through the workshop and you had advice and, and feedback to give them. And what I found so beautiful about that is holy shit, you know, a few years ago, you didn't know this information and now you're so exposed and informed and powerful that you can be sitting in an audience and give really useful feedback for people to get closer to achieving their dreams in the startup world, in the technology space, founding a company. And I just thought that was so cool in the evolution of seeing you become a powerful woman in tech yourself. Yeah, and th- that is what I told. Like that's kind of the success is the progress, or the success is uh, yeah what you have done or you can do for uh, I don't know. In this case, others or the community, because that's kind of thing I very much love. And I think it's very typical for for a startup environment. This learning curve is super huge. Like what you can uh, learn or achieve during like four or five years. It's uh, yeah. And I think last year I was. You know, the Facebook post that reminds you about some memories and you're like, oh, I just like four years ago, I joined like Infogram when I didn't know like anything about like startups. And now it's like soon to be five years. And holy shit, what happened like since then? And I wouldn't think in that moment. So sometimes like those um, kind of small uh, or crazy decisions that you are, okay, this is a company I want to work. I don't know what the hell they do. I don't know the scene. Sometimes leads you to like, I don't know, life changing. And what was it called again? Infogram. Infogram. Yeah. It was uh, what uh, sometime like two years ago, probably. And it's a lobbying company, right? It was acquired by Prezi. And where can people find you online? Uh, LinkedIn. And I will spell your name for you. Let me get my WhatsApp for your last name again. (laughs) So to find her on LinkedIn, go to I-E-V-A. And then Yeva's last name is U-P-E-N-I-E-C-E. One last question. The Baltics. What is one advantage of starting a company in the Baltics versus even starting it in the States? So robotics, uh, what I like is the mindset of all the like startups that are from here or uh, also like in a sense attracting startups here are global thinking because there is non-existent local market. So everyone knows if they want to do something, they need to think globally from day one. 
same time, it's sort of quite international. For example, in Latvia, all the startup events are happening in English. So I think if you are coming from outside, then it's easier to get into the ecosystem. Also, if you compare to starting a company in London or in Baltics, your runway is like three times longer. Right. That's actually actual statistics, like someone measured it. Right. At the same time, like quality of life is quite good from different kind of perspectives like there is quite a lot of nature around you that you can go and like window out after after a hard working week uh, there's cultural events and like social events and pretty thing that is kind of good place to live and start your company and for various reasons yes love it <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with the women in tech podcast thank you for being my friend thank you for doing this three times <laughs> thank you for inviting me thank thank you for dragging me into that again <laughs> you're literally the first person to have been on the podcast three times how does that make you feel i'm very honored to, to do it but uh, you do you remember remember first time when i did it yeah i feel like were we at that table in the lobby area, not lobby. It was like a weird floor. Like it was yeah, a circular yeah, table. Like, and it was, what are they called? Like elevated chair, mm-hmm. like stools. Yeah, yeah. That's where, right? Yeah. 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 But like before that, you told like, oh, I want to have your comments or interview you on, on, on something about like uh, what is happening in uh, Latvia. And I was like a little bit like, okay, probably I can do it. And like I work with those things as a community manager in the tech show, I can do it. And I didn't realize it's a podcast. So in a moment when you switch on the mic and started your intro, I was like, oh, holy shit, it's a podcast. So we're like, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Wait, what year was that? I don't remember. 2016? No, 17. 16 or 17, like a couple, like two or three years ago. So it's three or four, I would think. Yeah? Yeah. Crazy. Right, time flies. Crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out again with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group, womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Eva Openite. I'm Head of Partnerships at Baltic Sandbox, which is an acceleration fund based in Vilnius, Lithuania. And right now we are having Active Women in Tech Batch, but we are working also with FinTech, NeepTech and SaaS companies from all over the world who want to expand in Europe. And you are listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In Season 4, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and, in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table, and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them, and they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? 
and nobody had an answer. The key thing about time sharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you, and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season 4 is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.